entertainment. The man with the mind. A three-time winner for Fleming's secret agent 007. <laughs> My name is Pussy Galore. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to the James Bond Complex, the podcast where we discuss and analyze 007 in all its shapes and forms, from Fleming to the films and everything in between. Ooh. I'm one of your hosts, Edgar. And I'm Matt. This week we are discussing the filmic adaptation of the book we just discussed, Goldfinger. This was released in 1964, written by Guy Hamilton, his first kick at the James Bond can, one of many, actually. <laughs> and um, many places where we can start, I think, maybe just generally speaking, this tends to be uh, the movie that everybody thinks about. When somebody mentions, you know, what is a James Bond movie? Oh, a lot of people think about Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. And do you want to know why? Um, I never heard about this movie. Uh, do you want me to tell, tell me the t- the plot in every <laughs> detail possibly, and make it entertaining and funny, please? Well, I got two thirds of one page worth of detail. So let's see how this goes. Allons-y. The film opens with the granddaddy of all pre-title sequences, as Bond, perfectly suited and booted, blows up a heroin smuggling operation in Mexico. 007 barely makes it out alive from his hotel room, dispatching one last opponent in positively shocking manner. From there it's off to Miami, where, with the help of CIA buddy Felix Leiter, our protagonist comes across Auric Goldfinger, a supposed legitimate businessman who has recently come, to, come under suspicion from MI6 and the Bank of England for smuggling gold out of the country for his own profit. Chapter 1 of the Bond-Goldfinger rivalry concludes with the hero spoiling the villain's attempt at cheating during a, a game of gin rummy. He also briefly makes uh, Jill Masterson's acquaintance before she suffers from the villain's Midas touch. Chapter 2 sees Bond one-up his rival yet again, this time during a golf match, the purpose of which was to have Bond engage Goldfinger socially in order to track his movements. Thanks to a tracking device, 007 falls Goldfinger and the latter's bodyguard Oddjob to Switzerland, where Jill's sister Tilly makes a go at avenging her sibling's death. Oddjob, ever the gentleman, takes his hat off to the lady, putting an abrupt end to her mission. Chapter 3 goes nuclear, as Bond is taken to Goldfinger's Kentucky ranch and, heavily guarded by Oddjob and Goldfinger's personal pilot, Pussy Galore, learns that the criminal mastermind plans to blow an atomic bomb inside Fort Knox, thus increasing the value of his own stock by a conservative estimate of ten times. Bond taps into Pussy's maternal instincts, and with a new ally on his side, they thwart Operation Grand Slam. Just before Bond can call it a day, he faces off against Goldfinger once more, this time in an airplane, which begins to crash when the villain fires his pistol. Goldfinger gets an early start at learning to play his golden harp when sucked out of the jet, and Bond and Pussy make it out just in time with a parachute. Safely on land and awaiting rescue, Bond wraps himself and Pussy in the chute for one more undercover mission as credits roll. Well, well, good, good work. 
Excellent, excellent. So, Goldfinger, Goldfinger. Uh, he, he's the man. Uh, I think we can say he's the man with the Midas touch. Uh, <laughs> we did this episode already. Oh, yes. <laughs> it starts with, like any Bond film does, with a pre-title sequence. Now, uh, I remember many uh, years ago, I can't remember if it was a friend who told me this or if it was a podcast I heard or maybe I read it, but I never forgot it. it with the idea that you're with someone Okay, who's never seen a James Bond movie in their life, but they only, you, they only have five minutes to give you. Put them down in front of the TV and show them the pre-title sequence to Goldfinger. It's <laughs> pure, concentrate 007. Yeah, it's like, it's unfiltered, so you 007. Got, you, you have everything you, you have. I mean, first shot, he's swimming, like you see a bird, he pops his head out, he has a bird on top of his head, removes that, so you have a funny bit just to yeah. begin with. No point. I mean, just why, why, why do you not just, just swim underwater with no bird on your head? Just silly. Just like, okay, after that, he shoots a grappling hook. That's a gadget. Climbs, um, fights a, a guy, boom, boom, boom. Get, takes him out, um, puts a bomb puts in. toothpaste on uh, heroin. Remember um, from our uh, from Russia with Love when he removes the, 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 the mask? Yeah, I know. The same sound <laughs> effects is used when he removes the... I know, the, the, great the, stuff. I, I mean, hey... They have this sound archive. It's like Lucas film. Like it's like the Willem sound. The Willem scream of uh, James Bond is the. Um, you're very right. Did you notice something about the grappling gun hook? It doesn't seem to shoot from the gun. It seems. No, because the gun is here, and the like hook comes from here. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, then he um, he takes his uh, swing. Well, I don't know if it's us because it. It's wetsuit. It's supposed to be a wetsuit, but it looks like it's nylon. Um, anyway, under 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 his nylon sw- swimsuit, um, he has a white tuxedo, a white dinner jacket, which I see you have a picture of right behind you. That's true. It's one of my favorite uh, Bond uh, pieces of Bond I, memorabilia. I loved it so much. I had I had a, a suit jacket made. Um, so I, I had the gal of that works. So you I, could look exactly like Sean Connery. I, I dressed up. I even, I even had the little. Uh, I, th- I think I show you pictures. I even had the, sure I've seen one. The, 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 the red carnation. Your red carnation. Yeah. It's a very nice suit. I even carried a, a fake brick of gold, and I put a speaker inside of it so I could play a, a Goldfinger song. I got a bit of it, like it broke after one use, but it was pretty cool. Must have um, been pretty cool. Goes to a bar. There's a bar. Uh, Just as he's about to light a cigarette, the bomb goes boom. off in the background. Also, he's. Um, I noticed something because I just changed the strap on my watch, and apparently, I picked the same exact strap that he wears. How did that happen? No, I, I accidentally. I didn't check. It's just I was. Hey, oh wait, it's the same strap. So it's uh, black and gray. Um, if you're looking for it, uh, it's available on the interwebs. Wants to. How does he, how does he phrase it? Um, he says he wants to. Uh, close the. Uh, well, I think something like he won't. At least now he won't be financing revolutions with yeah. heroin-filled bananas or something like that. And he and he's making eye contact. He's eye. He's eye. He's having eye sex with the uh, the <laughs> dancer, and she's having eye sex with him too. For that. Yeah. Matter. No. And she eventually, uh, as eye betrayal, uh, when she her eyes reflect, and that's another goofy part. Um, you remember our From Russia With Love episode when we talked about the scene with Kerem and his mistress on the couch? Uh, and I was I know this actress. I know that. Is it the she, same? It's the same one. That's her. Uh, yeah. That's why she's familiar. Same that's face. Why, yeah. That's why. That's why. 
back uh, to the hotel room. Uh, hotel room. Um, so uh, while he's having, um, well, he's making out with uh, Carly, he po- at one point he notices a reflection in her eyes. Of if all the places you can see a reflection, I mean, the, I mean, it's true that our eyes are a little bit glassy. So I, yes, there are reflections in there, but that's that's. Um, like cinemania heightened like that's like cinemania cube. it's a bit goofy i mean it's, it's i think it's it looks awesome it, i think it's meant to be uh, a laugh it's been parodied uh, in other films after that because if you take I, I, and that's a, a thing that i hate saying but that movie doesn't take itself seriously and i think not really no <laughs> and i think guy milton uh, we covered most of i think all of his previous films uh we haven't done golden gun yet oh oh thank god we, we won't do for a while actually Whew. Merci. Uh, uh, that's his best work so far, and but it it shows where his mind is because it's yeah. very like uh, it's very like I hate saying that, but because uh, when a, somebody says a movie doesn't take itself seriously, to me it says that they okay they intentionally made a bad movie, and I don't think that that was their intent, but they were really um, they they were moving towards parody so this mm. this is the movie that starts to move to parody it's in between it's between the more realistic in quotation terence young film mm. but it's interesting ever mm. so slightly i remember reading i can't remember if it was some kind of hero or the james bond archives but the goldfinger chapter i remember there was uh, some comments regarding sean connery's reaction to the script and he thought it was retarded. Like, well, the first time he read it, he was like, what is, what are we doing with this franchise all of a sudden? I mean, they gave him a uh, upgrade on, uh, in, the, in the salary, so he went along with it anyways. Um, but even he thought it was a little bit too jokey at the start. And, you, and you're right. I'm not sure if not taking itself seriously is, is the perfect term. But they're I think moving. they're taking the project seriously, but they're definitely giving it a much, much lighter touch yes. than, for example, my boy Terrence Young did during the first uh, couple films. And to a degree, we'll do in the next one, Thunderball. They, they're really giving it a, a much lighter touch this time around. It's, you can, you, I think the, the viewer doesn't need to take it too seriously. No, but it, there, there's, there's a change in the direction that... Before we started doing this podcast, I didn't feel as much. Doing the books and the films in this order makes you feel, wow, it's really... Because we went from really, really like serious to goofy, 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 back to serious. And now we're going back to goofy, goofy bomb. And this is the film that also introduces uh, a lot of, uh, of sort of Bond stereotypes, like a tricked out car. You know, he didn't really have that. No. In the first couple films. You know, a completely batshit crazy plot. I mean, Dr. No's plot is kind of crazy. This plot is insane. <laughs> it also introduces us to the genius Bond, you know. Uh, <laughs> nuking Fort Knox would uh, leave the gold atomized for 37 years. 38 to be precise. You know, it's like Bond just like knows everything and he can do any okay, sort of arithmetic. He's, he's great at math. He can calculate how many people you would and how long it would take you to rob Fort Knox. Exactly. Uh, not and that doesn't include his um, uh, uh, what he, he, he got. He, is it whiskey that he drinks with uh, Colonel uh, Mint Julep? No, no, with Smithers. Oh, uh, brandy. Brandy, and he's like he's able to pinpoint the location from <laughs> I'd where. Say it was an indifferently blended brandy with an overdose of bonbois. <laughs> Colonel Smithers is giving the lecture. 007. Yes, it's the, the genius bond, but all these elements were 
present in the first two films, but in disjointed. It's this is if we're gonna. It's in full force. Here. Yeah, if the first two uh, movies were like experiment. This is Coke. We are getting first ones were Coke with a little bit of uh, uh, um, co- 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 cocaine in them, and this is the Coke that we get today with sugar. <laughs> yeah. It is. It, it, the, the whole movie is just a bunch of cotton candy. Yes. Um, you know, the first film was a bit of a detective story. Uh, the second film is a Cold War thriller. This is cotton candy. This is <laughs> sugar. I love sugar, though. But yeah, it's fun. Everybody loves some sugar. And what I like about this movie a lot, too, is it, uh, it just zips along. Like, I, for the God knows how many times I watch this movie, but every time I sit down to watch it, I do not see the time it's go by. Just... The and it's an hour and 50 minutes. Like, it's not that short. Uh, it is the shortest movie uh, after uh, Quantum of Solace. Hmm. All of the other ones are longer than this one. This one was the shortest one. And I saw it in theaters, and uh, at times I felt it. When I when you see it completely without any distraction in, in, in a dark theater... Um, there are parts of it that, that are a little bit long. It's really interesting. See, I never get that uh, that sensation. And it's not like I pause the movie to do other things because I'm at home and whatnot. I, I, it's one shot through it, and I freaking love it. And the, the, they are things that I only noticed when I watch it in theater, especially near the end. Uh, there's a few shots that they optically zoom in the footage um, because you probably didn't cover... A particular shot very well, so they kind of stretch the oh. film. So you you see every uh, it's it's especially in the climax when the they're they're inside Fort Knox uh, in the lobby when they're having the gun battle with the uh, and Bond is trapped with Odd Job. That in during that section, there's shots. If you look carefully, you zoom in inside the footage. It's not that evident, but it's pretty funny. Must be pretty quick shots, though. Yeah, no, yeah. quick shots. Just that I never noticed until I that one time I saw it in theater hmm, a couple of years ago. So it's interesting. Um, back. So back to the back to the plot here. So you know, Goldfinger he's a bit of a cheat. Huh? He's playing uh, gin rummy yeah. with somebody. We never find out the what's the name of the character. No, who cares what the character name is? Uh, we also meet Felix Slater number two. Um, Probably one of the worst. Hmm. Is he one of the worst? Well. Nah, the guy special episode there. Felix Leiter. Yeah, that's true. I mean, spoilers. I the, the bottom at the bottom of the barrel for me would be the Living Daylights. <gasps> Probably second to last. Really? I put this one. On. Oof, why? It's grandpapa, Grandpa. Supposed. He's smiling. He, he's he has nothing that Jack Lord had. To me, my Jack Lord is the gold standard. Um, every yeah. other, every other one is. Different shades. I, I, I would put Jeffrey Wright at number two, and he's completely. But he just he's cool in his own way. The I'm other ones are not cool. I'm still a David Edison kind of guy. That's why he's number three. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, he's cool in his own d- different way. So uh, Bond, by doing a little bit of Snoopy, I love the moment when <laughs> Bond goes up to Goldfinger's suite. He just takes the keys. So, but that's Mr. Goldfinger's suite. Yes, I know. You're very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, that little actress's reaction. She's, like, yeah. she's tiny, too. Yeah. She's too... <laughs> she's adorable. Um, so he... Uh, so Bond sneaks up on, on, on a beautiful woman uh, resting on the balcony 
of Goldfinger's suite, mm. and, and she's basically she's helping him cheat, etc. She has kind of like in the book, she has binoculars and she's I speaking through her speaker. Love, love Shirley Eaton as she's a very beautiful woman. Uh, I love the cold paint that she uh, suffocates in. Looks you, great. Have you seen? Because Shirley Eaton has redone that photo shoot in her seventies. And really? it is the cutest thing for it. Like, I, I, it's adorable. She's very charming. Mm -hmm. Very, very charming. Beautiful eyes, too. I like think very beautiful She's eyes. one of my, like, I, she's less than five minutes, and she's one of my favorite Bond girls. Not too early. <laughs> Why, you? <laughs> and we got a Beatles reference. Yes, that's true. That's true. Just so a, Connery Bond is not a fan of the Beatles. He is not a fan of the Beatles, which I guess... That kind of says a little bit about James Bond, or at least this movie version of, of James Bond, in the sense that, you know, he's he's part of the establishment, but he's always breaking the rules. He's cool, but he doesn't listen to the Beatles. Like, you can't really put, you can't pinpoint, he's his own man. Yeah. But and he's, he's unpredictable in that there's sense. There's a transgressive element to Bond. He never, like, he has his own code, and he's not, doesn't follow the trends as a character, even though his movies tend to follow. But he's not like they never updated him to where he uh, he loves rock and roll and no, no. Uh, he goes uh, drinking with his butt. Like they never made. Uh, well, we don't see James Bond like socialize outside of uh, or, or off duty, so to speak, outside office hours. We don't really see James Bond in that mm. in that context very much. So we we don't really know. But certainly, I, I do. I do find that it's a funny line because obviously this is from 1964, so the Beatles are all all the craze. Also, I use it for our our team episode because I thought it was a funny. Oh, line. did you know? Yeah, it's nice. how, how we introduce. I think it's the first one mm -hmm. when you listen to it. It's the first line I just put in the oh, And the second one I used. Uh, oh, it's the girl with the cello. She's uh, oh, from Living Daylight. Shooter Bond. Shooter. <laughs> yes. It's the oh, music reference. Little touch. But I do like the comment. Not only is it funny, but it does tell us a little bit about James Bond. Like he just has his own opinion on things, and he doesn't go with the trend necessarily. Yes, he's not a he's not a trend follower. He's a trendsetter. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but poor Jill, um, she probably shouldn't have become a Bond girl because <laughs> she doesn't last long. Yeah, painted in gold. Painted in gold because Bond couldn't save her. Why couldn't Bond save her? Because he gets karate chopped from behind. By Ajab, who we only, we only seen silhouette, uh, shadow. Our old Sakata. Our Sakata. I like that shot actually, where it's Bond, uh, Bond's shadow, uh, Ajab's shadow as uh, in the kitchen there. It's one of uh, it's one it's it's featured in, on one of the DVD covers. It's, oh, is it? I've mm. seen uh, sort of that image repurposed for a DVD cover. It's it's not very good. So one of those mid nineteen nineties, like I'm learning Photoshop. <laughs> okay. I love that little moment earlier in the film uh, when Bond, or excuse me, when Felix Leiter finds Bond, he's getting a, a massage from Dink. And so when Bond wakes up from, from his uh, unconsciousness and, and finds uh, Jill Masterson dead and painted in gold, he calls Felix, but he says, the girl's dead. And you can hear Felix on the other end of the line, Dink? He thinks he's still talking about the girl that gave him the massage. <laughs> And that, that actress is also the lady featured in uh, on the opening credits. Yes. 
Margaret Nolan. I Probably think... a better role than as Dick, to be honest with you. We didn't, we didn't really talk about uh, the title sequence. It's a really cool one. I mean, it's basically a redux of the From Russia With Love title sequence, which we talked about a couple months ago, uh, or a few weeks ago, <laughs> by the time you listen to this. Yes. But I think it looks better. It's a bit cleaner than the From Russia Love Cleaner. Ones. They're foreshadowing parts of the movie. Yeah. If... Spoilers. <laughs> and at the same time, they're repurposing footage from... Uh, the other movies and sometimes it's it's weird footage you have uh, the explosion from dr no that you uh when the the uh the end of the movie you have a shot of connery running from the helicopters from Russia with love yeah and i think you have a, a a random like stock footage of uh shots being fired from a gun and it's not morris bender it's the other guy uh, robert brown john robert brown john and i think you know what? I th I'm going to say that. I think he's he's more influential than Morris oh, Bender. Yeah, because... Because uh, everything that Morris Bender did after that is copied. Scantily clad women with uh, great visuals. Yeah. Which, the Dr. No title sequence looks great, but you don't have the women. Uh, but I would agree with you on that. I, I actually, I completely agree. Robert Brownjohn really set the trend. Like it's Artistically, it's, they're more complex more refined but technically morris binder is more has more skills the way he um composed it optically composites the image is a little bit more complicated than what mm. uh brand did because brand is projecting on women did you know i didn't notice this until last night when i watched the movie uh the sticking with the, the title sequence the projected image of of bond putting the ball you see where the ball goes between her two boobies yes <laughs> it's very on the nose boobies now we'll get to pussy later um so we go to m's office and at first uh you know it's funny um one of the com complaints so to speak of like the daniel craig era is that bond is always a rogue he's always going rogue going against m there's a little moment here where m is like don't make this a personal vendetta so this was kind of always there maybe not as prominent and not as, as, as consistently as since Daniel Craig uh, became 007. But, but I was, it's interesting to notice that, yeah, Bond's always kind of like... Um, Falling his own path. Yeah, he, he marches to the beat of his own drum, so mm. to speak, you know, even in, in M's face. Although he does correct himself like, I would if I knew what the mission was. M looks at him sternly, sir. <laughs> and I think you need that in... A in the real world from a, a secret agency you need somebody who's able to make the a good the a decision but the good one on his own doesn't need to like can i do this you need somebody who's gonna okay i'm gonna do this this is the best course of action for in the long term so he, i think bond is able to like make proper decisions when it comes to his mission so that's why he's a, a double double though exactly and m trusts him i mean m m might think him annoying uh, but he does trust him. He trust like if, oftentimes, in, especially I think it's in Moonraker where um, Bob, M says about Bob. Uh, if he sa if 007 says he saw that, then it's true. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. No, it's very and it, even in this movie, when Felix calls later on, like at this point, Bond has been uh, captured, so to speak. And M says, you know, don't crash in on that party. Like, let Bond do his thing. Like, he, he, he has his faith in him. He'll never tell it to Bond's face. But it's quite obvious that he does respect and, and need and, and trusts uh, 007, which is, which is cool. That's, I, I like that. That's a reality in these movies. Um, 
So, you know, uh, meet me back in my office at 7, black tie, uh, and go off to Q Branch now. Oh. Where's my Bentley? Yeah. I'm afraid it's had its day, 007. Well, I won't keep it for more than an hour or so, if you'll give me your undivided attention. We've installed some rather interesting modifications. You see this arm here? Now open the top, and inside are your defense mechanism controls. Smoke screen, oil slick, rear bulletproof screen, and left and right front wing machine guns. Now this one I'm particularly keen about. You see the gear lever here? Now if you take the top off, you'll find a little red button. Whatever you do, don't touch it. No, why not? Because you'll release this section of the roof and engage and fire the passenger ejector seat. Ejector seat? You're joking. I never joke about my work, 007. We now, now, you, now we have a. Um, we did see Desmond in in from Russia with love. But we neat little scene. But now we get, now we get the full Q treatment. Yeah, uh, and it's cool. This is a really fun scene. When I'm saying that the recipe is complete, we have all the elements yep. in this movie, and that's one of them. We have a Q, but we, previously we didn't have a Q scene. We have the Q, and we have a Q scene, and the probably the ultimate. Do you count it as a gadget or? I don't know. Well, not only not only is it a a tricked out car, but we see as as we will for many films to come, we see uh, Q's team like test other gadgets in the background. You know, that's the first time we see that as well, like the bulletproof uh, coat. Mm-hmm. Now it hasn't been perfected yet. You know? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be uh, <laughs> the guy being tested for that. I wouldn't shoot you uh, if it works good. If it doesn't, but. Uh, we'll send you to uh, the Q hospital. We'll give money to the White Cross. <laughs> uh, so we finally see the Aston Martin DB5. Uh, DB5. Yes, DB5. Uh, nice looking car. I've always thought it was a nice looking car. It'd be nice if they didn't have to. It'd be nice if they felt like they didn't have to bring it back every single movie. Uh, but but it is a very nice. They don't bring car. it every. S- yeah, they do. Yes, they do. They do. They you do. don't see it in Quantum of Solace, but other than that, it's pretty much there all the time. I think it's. Has it been? But in the in the in the nineties, uh, after Goldeneye, you didn't see it until. Uh, it's there in Tomorrow Never Dies. He drives to uh, to the office. Oh, you're right. Huh? You're right. He has a DB5, but he doesn't have a, one of the modern. Because I don't like modern uh, Aston Martin. And then, honestly, um. Sidetrack, uh, what, what's your feeling on Bond cars? Would you prefer? Do you prefer that he drives uh, Austin Martin? Is it essential for the Bond character, or do you, do you mind that they change it up from time to time? I just want a nice car. No, okay. If your question is, in my opinion, must it be the Aston Martin brand? My answer is no. No, it, there's the tradition behind it, and and I've I'm gonna come clean and say my all-time favorite Aston Martin as far as looks go, it's actually the Spectre car. Uh, I absolutely love that car. But it doesn't have to be an Aston Martin. BMW, they make they make nice-looking cars, you know. And you know what? The old BMW from uh, Two More Never Days, we could probably each other afford one today from yeah. 1997. Yeah, it's not like an amazing car. It's a good brand. It's a solid brand. Yeah. They make very high-quality cars, but not, they're not out of everybody's price range, yeah. unlike a Bentley, unlike an Aston Martin. To me, it doesn't make sense. Like, you should, as a spe- secret agent, you should drive a really, really a shitbox. Otherwise, you stand out. Yes. Why are you driving an Aston Martin? That's part of the charm. Why, why were you driving a Bentley? <laughs> <laughs> but the most expensive cars in the world. <laughs> yes. 
Well, is actually, you know what? Let's think about that a little bit more. Does he stand? Because he's not presenting himself as secret agent James Bond. He's presenting himself as somebody else who's rich. So maybe it kind of works. Actually. Depends on the situation, I guess. Mm. Like, mm. He should have a different card depending on the mission. And we all know that it depends also who's paying for the licensing fees. <laughs> See the Bond, the Bond, the Bond villain from his balcony, you know. Is that an Aston Martin? Oh, James Bond's coming, guys. Good to get ready. Uh, <laughs> or is that a Mazda Mazda Five? Yeah. Yes. Like very embarrassed. <laughs> so we Sorry. get we get we get to learn about the Aston Martin DB Five, its gadgets. You know, we get the, cl- the 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 line that has now become iconic, but it is a very very funny line. You know, whatever you do, don't press this button, otherwise you release this section of the roof. And at night, uh, and uh, engage the eject- passenger ejector seat. You're joking. I never joke about my work, 007. <laughs> it's it's a good line. It's a funny it's line. A, and well, they reprise it in a later film. They uh, they always echo that scene. Yeah, that's pretty good. Sets the relationship. So, so now we go to uh, uh, dinner uh, with uh, Colonel Smithers, Smithers from the Bank of England and M. Uh, you know, as they're taking down a indifferently blended brandy with an overdose of bonbois. <laughs> Wet abs. <laughs> they're discussing the uh, reality that um, they need to find out how is Goldfinger smuggling out some gold uh, out of England. I think it's time for me and Goldfinger, Goldfinger and me to meet uh, socially. socially. I was hoping you'd say that. Uh, I'll need some bait. Everybody's favorite prop, Nazi gold. <laughs> <laughs> From... Lake Toplates, and that's I already told you that that fact. Uh, I googled it to know what uh, what's special about that lake. Apparently, the water contains no oxygen below a depth of 20 meters, so fish can only survive the top 18 meters, and below that, it's uh, it's so salty that nothing like except maybe bacteria and worms can live without oxygen below 20 meters. And there's I, I think it's an urban legend that uh, the Nazis dump gold in that that lake after after the war so um that's that's the reference basically there you go so it's off to play some golf uh thankfully unlike in the book i'm sorry well yeah sure yeah but i mean we we just recorded our book episode and and we had some negative things to say about that passage but this one is much more lighter it's not very long we're at the golf course for five minutes you know seeing a scene and having to read it are two different experiences you have actors that have to portray these characters you have set you have clothing, uh, you have, well, not music and sound effects, but it's, and it's technically, it's shorter. You don't see, so much, you don't explain all Breezy. So it's not as unpleasant, but it's still like. I think the sequence starts and they're like the 16th hole or something yeah. like that, or 17th hole, whatever. Um, it's your honor, sir. If that's his ball, I'm, I'm Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Palmer. We've got him, sir. <laughs> I can't make out his accent. Is he supposed to be Irish? I I, I think so. I'm not entirely certain. It kind of sounds Irish, oh, but little bit. kind of sounds American. It's weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Well, speaking of weird accents, uh, we get to hear our job speak. Oh, oh. Ah. Does he speak? I think he speaks in the novel. No, not no, no. I don't think he speaks in the novel. Um. He's my servant, Odd Job. He's mute. Not a very good caddy. Kind of like in the book of Bond. It's a game of, of uh, one-upmanship. Who's going to outfox the other one? Because Goldfinger tries to cheat. He slices his shot on the 17th 
green, I think, and it goes into the, the not the bushes, but the tall grass, uh, whatever they call that. Yeah. And uh, you got five minutes to find your ball, otherwise you lose this hole. And I'll drop it. Oh, oh. <laughs> you did it better than me. <laughs> uh, I, I won't do it. <laughs> But uh, Bond and his caddy figure this out, so they sort of switch the balls uh, once they put it in their balls, once they put their balls in the hole. <laughs> so basically, by the time we get to the 18th green, well, Goldfinger, as far as skills go, has won the match, but strict rules of golf, Goldfinger. And so because he switched the balls, Goldfinger actually loses the match, which infuriates Goldfinger. Um... And I like the exchange they have after the match as Ajab is sort of packing their stuff in the trunk. And um, Goldfinger says something like, oh, this is twice our paths have met. You know, but be careful. Oh, uh, you're afraid I won't give you a return match. Both of, know, both of us know exactly what we're talking about, Mr. Bond. So Goldfinger has picked After up I remind you, Ajab. Oh, yeah. Ding. Oh, he points Ding. to his hat. Oh, I love the music every time Oddjob is going to do something Ding! that made that tingle or whatever it is. The, what Some you, musical motif, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And he <laughs> So with the steel, steel-rimmed hat, he decapitates a statue. And I was like, what would the club owner have to say about this? Oh, nothing. I own, I own the, club. the club. As he's like scratching his nose, like very good scene. Very, we very haven't good scene. Uh, spoken a lot about uh, our, our lead villain, lead title character, technically. Yeah. Goethe Frobe, 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 uh, who's dubbed, but then again, I think everybody other than Sean Connery is dubbed in these movies. Uh, well, under Blackman's not dubbed. Uh, and thank goodness, because what a voice. Oh, oh I love Even today, it. I think she voices herself in some of the video games, the more, more mother ones. Mm. Very nice voice. We'll get to her. Villain first, pussy later. Um, <laughs> Thanks. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> I can do this all day. Um, Goldfinger, he's he's pretty interesting. You know, one of the most interesting debates in the James Bond fan base or fan community is, you know, well, why is Goldfinger so iconic? Like he he's ugly, he's fat, uh, he's rich, he cheats. You know, what 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 makes him so special? But I think one of the most interesting counter arguments I heard was. Well, that's exactly why he's so iconic. He has to cheat to get his way. He's he the anti-Bond. He's the anti-Bond. And he's always trying to one-up Bond, but he fails every single time. You know what it is? It's Looney Tunes. You have Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Bond is da- Bugs Bunny and Goldfinger is Daffy Duck. Everything comes easy to Bond while... For for Goldfinger, he has to train. He has to cheat. Yep. When he like, he's not good. I think it's in the book. They mentioned that he's not that good at golf, but he, because he he trains so much, he becomes like he improves, but ever so slightly. He has slightly. a very mechanical swing. Yes. It's like very. He's perfected his. Like he's not. He doesn't have many natural talents. He's just obsessed. His obsession make him dangerous, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's a very dangerous person. So he's a little bit. He's he's a little bit insane. Mm. So, I, I mean, I, I do like Goldfinger. Um, he's not, like, my favorite villain. There he's are, one of the more iconic ones. He's one of the more iconic ones. And he has some great lines. Uh, Which is funny because he's dumb. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. 
But uh, I mean, I do like the character. I think he's an interesting. He's a fun villain. I, he's not like in my top three. I don't even know if he's in my top five. But I do enjoy him. I do think he's a fun villain. So his, he does have some of the best lines in the film. Like you know, no, I expect you to die. Uh, I own the club. You know, it, it's it's you know, it's pretty solid overall. So after the golf match, uh, it's off to Switzerland. It's time to track down Goldfinger, mm-hmm. and. We meet, uh, I do, Tilly comes into play. She's in her own car. She drives past Bond. Tilly, I love that. Uh, Jill's sister. Jill's sister, yes. Is, is she younger or older than? Hmm. They oh, both they look t- kind of young. They look t- kind of young. Oh, I have a good one for you because I had a little bit of a, a debate with uh, me and my best friend uh, last oh. night as I was watching the film. They're both very beautiful, but I think I came to a conclusion I didn't think I'd, I'd arrive at. I think I like Tilly more. I think I like Tilly more. Or whoever that actress is, you know. You know what she remind me? Because like, I look at pictures when I was, and especially this picture. Have you seen The, the Man from Uncle? Yeah. Uh, lead, she looks like the lead villain. Especially on, on that picture. That, that is a, I mean, a really, again. No, but she's not even, ugly. I mean, but. I, I love a little bit curvy, curvier woman. She's more slim. Yeah, she's a little bit more slim, yeah. Slim than, uh, than uh, Shirley, but they're both very attractive. But if you have to ask me, if you have well, to... I think it just hit me last night. I'm like, I'm watching the movie. I'm going like, but they dress I like Tilly Moore? <laughs> they dress her down. I, I would have to look at that actress's uh, filmography, but they dress her down and she, they, they, she acts like a bitch. Yeah, and she she she's really unpleasant and not playful mm. with Bond. So it's mm. she's a terrible shot. <laughs> you know, it's, it's to, it, the first time I saw that picture, it shocked me when they killed her off so quickly because she 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 never gets her revenge. It's an incomplete story arc. It is incomplete, and I do lo- actually no. I I would have liked her to to stick around a little bit more. It is a little bit disappointing that she dies, but um, I. I th- actually think, despite what we said earlier about the fact that, oh, you don't have to take this film too seriously, or maybe even the film doesn't take itself too seriously, when you think about it for a minute or two, two really grave things have happened exclusively because Bond intervened. Jill and Tilly are dead, both in grotesque fashion, only because Bond intervened. Like, it does add a little bit of weight to, mm-hmm. the, to the proceedings. Uh, and you, that scene tends to get lost in the shuffle because it's so funny and everybody's saying lines and the leading lady is called Pussy Galore. But there are like those are two shocking things that happen. Yeah, there's uh, the entire Masterson family has yeah, been dead, decimated. You know, granted, Jill probably shouldn't have gone got, gotten involved with Goldfinger in the first place. That 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 would be on her. But in in the context of this film exclusively, they both die because of Bond. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Tragic. Yeah, it is tragic. Especially that she dies in, like, uh, especially since Tilly's so, so pretty. <laughs> um, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep my jolt. I know. Well, we had a little kissy, uh, Aki debate in another episode. I remember that, and we, mm. we might have trouble there. At least this time, you know. No, perfectly fine. Uh, we're, we're fine. We're perfect. We're good. <laughs> but they're both dead, so now it's a little bit uh, creepy. Uh, but. She dies in a rather like it's an hectic sequence when Bond and uh, her escape with the uh, the Aston Martin. And, and we, so we we finally get to see 
what the Aston Martin can do. Yeah, we saw previously that she had side tire swiping, and now like looks it's like corrosion. Corrosion. <laughs> you look at what it did to the car. <laughs> Must be a defect of some sort. Especially like he slices. Like I know she's blonde, but she ain't that dumb. <laughs> He slices through the car itself, and just not the, not just the tires. The car today is not that cool. We have GPS on our yeah. cars. I mean, you just came here, and it doesn't go beep, beep, <laughs> beep. No, it can remain silent. Bond is uh, forced to stop the car. Uh, they come to a ditch. Yeah, I think there's a car ahead of him all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, I think I think I noticed it the first time. I thought I always came to a ditch, but I think he well, the sees way it's filmed. It looks like a ditch. Yeah, maybe it is, and there's a car. In front of it's very. Yeah. But they are. So they take sort of briefly take shelter behind like the door. The door and Bond says, "You know, when I tell you to run, run," which is weird because they're outgunned like ten to one. Like is. Does he think no one's going to shoot at her? Yeah. And but she, the, he says go, and she goes, and odd job. Uh, as I say, he, he's a gentleman. Always take your hat off to a lady. And boy, <laughs> does he ever. He snaps her neck. And she's dead instantaneously. It's pretty grotesque. Yeah, it is gross. Please, they didn't, um, she didn't get the statue treatment. She didn't lose her head. But no. no. Ugh. We get a 19, circa 1964 hot sexy lady the old oh the sweet little grandma that uh, welcome, she actually bows a little bit as she's opening not the gate but I don't know what you call that thing but she lets the cars in um, <laughs> when Bond tries to make his escape she takes out the heavy artillery <laughs> again it's that Guy Hamilton lightness of touch like it's, it's the little old lady in the plane in the live it let die uh, <laughs> yes I guess so. Yeah. This one's a little more violent, though. No, but it's the same Im- impulse. I think he finds little old ladies very funny. I think I think he likes the absurdity of things. Like the eje- ejector seat. Like, it's this dummy that's tossed into the air. Like, you st- it still creates the effect. Like, a, steel, a steel-rimmed hat. You know, it's just... Guy Hamilton... Like, what I'm going to say almost sounds like it's a criticism, but I love Goldfinger, so it's not a criticism, but it's like he he can't help but, like, pry or squeeze, like, the nonsensical elements it's of James sense. Bond world. Like, if you if you think long and hard about Dr. No and From Us, Love, the, the two previous films, they're retarded. But they're, ta- they're but they're presented in as serious a fashion as possible. Whereas Goldfinger, like, no, this is retarded, it's and ret- we're going to show you that it's retarded. For you know? different... And uh, POVs. I mean, he focuses on the absurdity, while uh, I mean, uh, Terrence Young focuses more on the drama, the drama and the and the thriller yeah. aspect. He'll take he takes ridiculous plots, but he presents them as thrillers. Whereas Guy Hamilton takes equally ridiculous, if not more so, ridiculous plots and <laughs> makes them look ridiculous but fun. Yeah. Um, so uh, Bond is, is finally captured for good this time. We, we get to see something pretty cool because this is no joke. This is an actual laser. This is an actual industrial laser. Is it not? Am I understanding mm, that correctly? I think it's not a real laser. Well, but I'm sure they didn't shoot a real laser at Bond's crotch. It's supposed uh, to be. Connery's crotch, I it's mean. supposed to be. It's the first time they featured a laser on screen, but mm. it's not a real laser. Okay. Like there was somebody like scratching and the it's clearly cartoon animation that they they just uh, star trek um the, but i'm pretty sure the sound effects the 
true that it makes, they recycle that sound effect in other movies. Like I think that, that when Christopher Reeve uses his heat vision in the Superman movies, I think it's <laughs> the same exact sound effect. I would have to like... They're both re- orange lasers. Yes. Orange lasers, so. So I would have to, but I'm pretty sure it's the same, same, same sound effect. And of course, speaking of like, you know, earlier we talked about, I never joke about my wig, W7, and we get... If there's if there's a if there's one line that's even more iconic from this movie, it's the one that that during this. You're uh, expecting to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. This is gold, Mr. Bond. All my life, I've been in love with its color, its brilliance, its divine heaviness. I welcome any enterprise that will increase my stock, which is considerable. I think you've made your point, Goldfinger. Thank you for the demonstration. Choose your next witticism carefully, Mr. Bond. It may be your last. The purpose of our two previous encounters is now very clear to me. I do not intend to be distracted by another. Good night, Mr. Bond. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. It's great. It's great. Every, everybody knows this line. I mean, even, even casual Bond fans can quote that line, and they probably know which film it comes from. Yeah, it's uh, it's much better. Like, I, I'm not going to bring the novel back, but it, if there was one part where the novel needed to improve, it's that yeah. particular sequence. And although, at the end of the day, Goldfinger probably should have let that laser go up uh, Bond's Bond's uh, pecker and and slice him in two. Or not slice, what? Uh, eviscerate. Eviscerate him. There, there you go. Thank you. Um, at least the reason why he doesn't make makes a little bit more sense. Like James Bond is like, well, I've reported to 008. He'll take my place. I told him about Operation Grand Slam. And Goldfinger's like, I don't think you know what Operation Grand Slam is. But in the event that you do, and you actually have told it to 008, I'll keep you alive for now just in case your friends come along to show you that I'm not hard. I, it, it's not like the best thing ever, but it's better than what we get in the book at least. Yeah. That's a, it, it's a tough one to get. I mean, but it makes I, more. Even it's, it's also there a little bit in the book because in the book, they said, uh, Golfing says that he contacted Universal Export to tell them that uh, he was taking Bond uh, in America. I don't remember exactly the same reason, but that told MI6 that, okay, uh, bond, the bond is in trouble, but don't intervene. He's still alive. He's still okay. It, it hinted that, um, the things to, that something was going on. But here it's actually Bond's, like Bond's is able to just put a tiny a seed of Spec- doubt. Yeah, se- 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 seed of doubt. Well said, inside Goldfinger's uh, brain, and that's going to take him down. I-, I like the scene. It's and you know, k- kudos to the to the to the director and the screenwriters. Like that's a tough scene to write yourself out of. Like he's he's finished. Yeah, he's not getting out of this. So it's only a kernel of a le- legitimate reason, but at least that kernel is there. Choose your next witticism, Mr. Bond. <laughs> I think you've made your point. Be- Thank you for the demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> might be your last. There's a few good ones. Uh, and then he gets captured. They drug him, put him on a plane, and then he walks. Oh, I do like that scene. You're right, Mr. Bond. You're worth more to me alive. And his oh, he takes the gun the out. Gun. And Bond's like, what? What the- did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, we have a vision of heaven.
are you? My name is Pussy Galore. I must be dreaming. In more ways than one. From uh, Honor Blackman. She's 39 years old when she... Yeah, but 39 years... You know, I think we're impressed by that kind of a fact because so many of these Bond girls are played by actresses in their early to mid twenties. Yeah. So when you hear that, but it's a movie, it's a real woman. She she it yeah. like I don't mind that. It's just that we're so used, especially in those movies. In the first one, they were their former beauty pageant winners, and like that six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> and they were not that great of an actress to begin with most mm -hmm. of both of them I mean we have Honor, uh, and, uh, Ursula Andress and, and, and Daniel Bianchi both of them dubbed this is the first one that's not dubbed and she 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 doesn't play the greatest character of all time uh, her character is I think she's pretty freaking cool the actress and the way she portrays the character I think the character is cool too she's got it's her own circus it's, and it's more interesting than in the 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 novel oh uh, much more interesting. I'll guarantee that there's another improvement on but the I think it's also the the, the uh, aura that that actress because she was from the uh, uh, the Avengers or she brings her skills from that TV show because she was trained in judo she's yep. she physical. wrote a book about judo she wrote a book about how really to, yeah she's in the real deal Interesting. She's you know, the real I, deal, and she's the bee's knees. We're now we're in, and Bond is in a jail. Can I just sale. say something yes. very like uh, base? Mm -hmm. I think Honor Blackman is freaking sexy too, like yeah. hot. That, I think that's a ta that that's like, uh, taken. I am like boner alert. You know when she's on screen. Yeah, I, I really like her a lot. Well, she has, and because I mean, there's attractiveness because of youth and but she brings uh maturity that yeah. none of the other bond girls had b before and none will have for a while quickly thinking no yeah you're right probably the the Holy only good head mempo not even and the only one i i can think is, is that equals i'm not uh, talking about just age when you say maturity there's no, no. age but there's also you know life experience holly good that the agree. project no you know no, you know octopus is the closest yeah Octopussy. Another one that really gets me going too, actually. And she, it's it's weird. It's the same I actress, like them older. but because she plays a character that has more, it's it's not it's experience, but it's not physical age. Because there's, I've seen one woman, younger woman that I mean, Scarlett Johansson to me is, is she looks she, like she's twenty three, but she's always been she's always portrayed. She always had a, a something um, that I can't describe, but she doesn't feel like a. Um, a dumb bimbo. She projects. Voice. Yeah. A very smoky voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what an introduction scene for Pussy Galore. And I love, she's like smiling. Like she thinks this is funny when Bond is like coming out of it. You can see she's like grinning a little bit. You know, who are you? My name is Pussy Galore. We have, no, okay. You're better, you're be, you're better at playing Bond. <laughs> so what is he saying? Who are you? Um, no, you see, he says, who are you? Okay, okay. Uh, wait, wait, I gotta put the... Who are you? My name is Pussy Galore. I must be dreaming. <laughs> well, a great line. Great line. And this, this movie's full of them. I mean, I think it was easy quoting the Roger Moore movies, but of, of, of the non-Roger Moore movies, this one is super easy yes. to quote. Um, so, uh, you like close shaves. Oh, oh, man. And I, you know what moment I love? I love... Pervy Bond. I love the moment 
when you know oh, here's the operation grand slam and blah, blah 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 and she's about to go back into the cat she's actually i guess the plane is on autopilot or something oh no she's a, there's a co-pilot in, yeah. in the cockpit and she goes back in he says one more thing you can turn off the charm i'm immune so she goes into the cockpit and first thing bond does he turns her chair and looks at miley <laughs> it's like well that didn't work i'll go for the next best thing <laughs> Also, he shaves and she. They try and. Sp- it's it's a weird sequence where he's shaving, but they're trying to spy on him. Are they? Do we get a, a good look at the label? Because that scene is there for nothing, except for to show that he he uh, he has a two day old beard. Mm. It sounds. Do they like, want to keep an eye on Bond. I have no idea. Maybe for comedic purposes. I mean, I mean, the, what is supposed to be kind of funny when he puts the shaving yeah. cream? Like he wing? Oh, no, he doesn't. I don't know. He looks like he winks and. Puts the shaving cream over the hole. Sh- shaving cream over the hole. <laughs> um, but they would have. They and technically they had a reason to spy on him because that's when he puts the uh, tracking uh, device in the sole of his shoe. I mean, they don't know that that's what he's going to do. Yeah. But they do want to keep tabs on him, and lo and behold, they should have been keeping tabs on him because this is what's partially going to be. Or they their should downfall. have killed him when they had the chance. They should have let that laser go and uh, eviscerate him, as you put it. Uh, and then we. Uh, uh, we then go. We get, then we get a little bit of. All right, <laughs> stud farm. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's the director's opinion on on America. Um, and he Bond gets put in his his little jail jail cell, and we have the what they call dumbest escape plan ever. No. Oh. Oh, am I getting ahead of myself? Yes, Maybe you I'm are a little bit because the the, the the rumpus room sequence starts with the goons that get the plot explained to them for no good reason. I used to think that. No, 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 no. In the grander look, no, 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 no. In the grander scheme of things, in the grander scheme of things, it's for no good reason. In the if you look at it from like a layer just underneath that second layer, it's Goldfinger yet again boasting, just doing something because he can. It's it, and, and I think it's like that. Now I am getting ahead of myself, but a few minutes later, when 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 uh, they're relaxing and drinking mint juleps, you know, oh, uh, I like your presentation uh, on Operation Grand Slam, and Goldfinger sort of looks sheepishly like, so did I. Like he enjoyed it. It's for no purpose in the grander scheme of things, but he enjoyed it. Like he, he's a showman. You know what yeah. he reminds me of? And I always, I felt he's Donald Trump. He loves gold. <laughs> like I know I say that of all the Bond villains, but especially Goldfinger. The love of uh, gold and the love of, I just want to show the stuff I have. Let's, I'm a millionaire. No, I'm a billionaire. But I have all the gold in the world. Okay, you you, 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 you don't clearly. You're not that talented. It, to me, it's bizarre how much they, 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 they are similar. The love of gold, the boasting, the very yeah. bravado. Like, yeah. I have to show off the stuff I have. That's actually the word, bravado. There's a lot of bravado to the character, to which me. makes him fun. That's why he's a fun villain. I'm talking about Goldfinger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other one is not as fun. But no, Goldfinger's a lot of fun, and I think this is the one of the reasons why. A great set, by the way. I love that set. Again, in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> completely pointless, but it's a great set. It's this is uh, Ken Adam, once again, on crack cocaine. Like, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> uh, 
Yes, Ken Adams. That's great. <laughs> like he was on. Yeah, it's. I I I I think he said, "Oh, maybe it's too much." Um, I'm gonna put more. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, this is this room is insane. Like there's. Hey, a, cover those doors. <laughs> I don't a, like this. Fake horse. There's a pool table. Banks don't open on Sunday. My bank will. Yes, I'm so happy you got that. Explain the plot. And Mr. Solo. Apparently, that Mr. Solo, um, the, it's flat, um, the series uh, Men from Uncle was in being developed when Fleming was still around. And apparently, he named that character. Yeah. Uh, so I heard. Yeah, Napoleon Solo. Apparently, yeah. he had a hand in that, yeah. I've read that in a few a few places actually. And uh, unfortunately, this Napoleon, that's this Mr. Solo, gets um, has a short, short, short um, life, and he gets um, compacted. Now, there's one thing I don't understand about that. Speaking of things that happen for no reason, um, when Oddjob, so Oddjob uh, pretends to be driving uh, Solo to the airport. Obviously, he's not. They take a sharp right. He stops the car, kills Solo. Now the gold is in the trunk because you know they had to make mis- they had to make Solo think. I thought actually- the car was made of gold. The one that Audra was driving. I. Oh, you're right. So. No, no, they're paying. Oh. Remember, at the start of yeah, his right, presentation, right. you may get your one million in gold bullion today, or you can get ten million tomorrow. Um, so they have to make Solo think he's getting paid so that you can there's that shot where one of his goldfinger's minions is putting the gold uh, bars in in the trunk so odd job dries off with solo in the back they take the right he stops the car turns around kills solo the gold is in the trunk he goes to like the metal compactor site but doesn't take the gold out of the car he crushes he crushes the car as it has the gold <laughs> Only for the line later on, uh, excuse me, well, I have to separate my gold from the late Mr. Solo. It's a funny line, but you didn't have to do that. Yeah. I was going to say maybe there it's to smuggle it back to England. No, it's a, it makes no sense. He's smuggling it out of England. It, it, Why is it, he smuggling it back in? You know, Sky Hamilton, it's a joke. Yeah, it's a just that, for the That joke. movie was not made to be analyzed the way we are doing no, 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 50 sure. years, more than 50 years later. <laughs> uh, but we have... <laughs> speaking of... Um, we uh, the book has a grotesque sequence where uh, they, there's a cat that's being eaten by a job. Um, we have a uh, for no reason uh, KFC is featured prominently. Yeah. <laughs> Always amuses me. The, for, from the first time, I'm like, why do we see? And it's not product they're placement. They're in Kentucky. Yeah, they're in Kentucky. It's so not product st- placement. Stupid. And Felix Sutter, you can see he's like wiping his mouth, so he actually had a little bit of KFC. Uh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> um, Bun is caught by because he escapes with the stupidest way. Mm. Yeah, it's like does no one see him on? A- he's Spider Man. He climb and he's. <laughs> oh, I got that. You got that great moment where the camera now we're sort of back below underneath the maquette of of Fort Knox, and you know a, a pair of hands grab his ankles and and yanks him under, pushes him against the wall. Ooh, Bun hits the wall, turns around. Pussy. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I want to think. I want to think that Sean Connery just loves saying that. Pussy. <laughs> Probably. And how, did, and how did Bond escape his cell the first time? Like, bruh. Bruh. 
Come on. It's silly. It's the worst guard ever. Like, fire him or kill him, but don't keep that guy around. Should have stuck him in the car with Solo. And uh, Bond. Yes. Yes, you should. (laughs) Bond and uh, Goldfinger have their chat. uh, And this is where Bond figures out the real plot. Figures out the real plot. And uh, so we got the genius Bond, which is a trend that will continue, especially in the Moore era. So we get the first of the genius Bond scenes. And we get something else, which, again, on the spot, I can't think of a scene where we got it again. But I don't want to say it never happens again because a listener will say, what happened in this scene? Is a moment when Bond finally understands exactly the intricacy, the genius of this plot, if he were a villain, you know. And he says... My apologies, Goldfinger. It's an inspired plan. Like that little <laughs> moment where Bond is like, you're the bad guy and I have to stop you, but that's a effing good. That's, that's a good, effing good idea. You plan to break into the world's largest bank, but not to steal anything. Why? Go on, Mr. Bond. Mr. Ling, the red Chinese agent at the factory. He's a specialist in nuclear fission. But of course, his government's given you a bomb. I prefer to call it an atomic de- device. It's small, but particularly dirty. Cobalt and iodine? Precisely. Well, if you explode it in Fort Knox, the uh, entire gold supply of the United States will be radioactive for 57 years. 58, to be exact. I apologize, Goldfinger. It's an inspired deal. They get what they want, economic chaos in the West, and the value of your gold increases many times. I conservatively estimate ten times. They yeah. fix stuff that's not really, that makes no sense. Like, it's still a crazy plot, but they make it plausible. Like, I, I believe that plot more than the plot of the, the, the book is like, I'm going to steal. This stuff is a billion trucks. I'm going to. F up the entire world, the entire uh, gold supply of the United sp- States. Like, yeah, There's a huge gold supply, and the American dollar is an important currency, so you're doing double damage there. You're, double it's, jeopardy. It's a clever plot. It, yeah. it, and they've mimicked those types of... Like, they, it's called a gold finger plot for a reason. I mean, a view to a kill is like that. Silicon Valley, yeah. Um, what's the other uh, one that's uh, com- coming to mind? Uh, the, the War's Not Enough with Oil. True, yeah. Blow up the pipeline, destroy Turkey, although I don't remember. What. Even, we'll get there when we... I haven't watched even that. Even Levin dies a little bit more of a Goldfinger because he's trying to yeah. get the yeah, uh, the monopoly true. on that. Yeah, they do for, uh, adhere to that template for, for a handful of movies uh, later mm. on. Um, they they took out the elements that worked in the book and fixed them because that book, th- th- that plot is doesn't really work in the novel mm. but in the movie it's mm. it's a good one and then we have the most controversial scene yeah. in the entire movie we met we discussed it before i just oh, have we i did we did discuss yes i think we discussed yeah. it in our uh episode our bond expansion volume one we briefly uh, discussed mm-hmm. it if you don't remember i don't remember um i don't remember what the previous episode was <laughs> Yeah, uh, basically, th- this scene doesn't feel like it's complete rape. 
because of the music. I'm sorry. <laughs> like the music, like I would, I would love. I could probably. It's supposed do- to be like cutesy, funny. Well, it's supposed to be uh, whimsical. If you re- remove that move, that music, and change it, uh, it probably looks creepy as hell. <laughs> like even he forces th- himself on her. Yeah, hey, like, he literally forces himself on her. It's not a. What does it take for me to pursue, uh, to, to change your mind? I'd like to think you're not at all in this uh, caper. Yeah, it's not very good. It's not very good. Even by. Well, no, I was about to say, even by today's standards. No, that's the point. By today's standards, it's even worse. But I'm surprised that back in the day that came, that that, that played well. Because they didn't cut that. It's in the movie, so they Weird, thought it was okay. You know what's weirder? I watched the documentary on the DVD, uh, The Bond Phenomenon. And they actually filmed, the, 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 the there was like a, a behind-the-scenes uh, um, uh, montage of that scene being shot. And the narrator was like, oh, uh, it's, talking about, the, the like, Bond tosses... Uh, it's pussy. time for some playtime between Bond and his leading the lady. Boys won, and then she doesn't lay girls uh, one, so it's equal. Oh, now this scene uh, is more uh, feature, it features more togetherness. And like, <laughs> what? The, and they're, I'm guessing like children saw that, and like it's 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 it's, it's creepy. You're, you're so that's how mommy and daddy made me. <laughs> There was one little moment just before they enter the barn. And for the life of me, I can't remember what the line is. But Bond says something about Operation Grand Slam. And there's a look in Pussy's eyes like, what's that now? Like, she's like, she's starting to clue in that maybe she wasn't privy to all the details of Operation Grand Slam. And the nerve gas they're going to use might kill people. I, I think they're maybe used, and I never noticed that moment until last night when I watched the yeah, film. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It's like the little look of like, huh? Uh, I think it's when um, he tells her to go change her, and she she has a reaction when he asks her uh, what she's going to do with her money. Uh, he touches her hand and like yeah, bu- go back to nature, but it just she she there's a moment where she she has a reaction and she's just. She, she looks upset. But I'm wondering if they used that as, well, he's not really raping her because she's slowly be, like coming on to him. And But it's... No, she says no. It's like, that. that's like Satan. You got devil's advocate and, and then there's like Satan's... Like, that's Satan's advocates. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, hey, it still She said work. no. No um, means no. No, yeah, it's not, you're right. no means no. It's not a very good scene. I've, I've even when I was young, I thought that was kind of. It's weird. always like the music. It's it's schizophrenic. The music says it's romantic, when, funny, cute, and the action says, ugh. I know, very aggressive. Different uh, social uh, conventions. Yeah. Oh, anyway, thank thank goodness we uh, th- those things don't happen in in the films these days anymore, or at least not that intensely. There's one in in, in Skyfall I find a little weird, but we'll get there in yeah. six years' time. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, move along to Operation Operation Grand Slam, which is put into effect, although un- un- unbeknownst to us, the viewers and Goldfinger, uh, the uh, Delta Nine. Has been uh, gas has been switched for uh, some sort of harmless uh, material. What I love about the sequence, though, is you know the the, the Pussy Galore's flying circus. Um, you know they still have to do their their due diligence and make it look as though they're operating uh, oper- uh, Operation Rockabye Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Operation Rockabye Baby. 
So everybody in the town and, and, and the soldiers around Fort Knox have to pretend that they're getting knocked out. Uh. I love that so much because there's so many of those actors. It looks like they're like breaking their fall so much. Because if you were really knocked out, like you can you wouldn't think about that. It almost looks like they're making themselves comfortable on the ground. <laughs> it's really funny sometimes. So everybody pretends to 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 get knocked out by the Delta Nine nerve gas. Goldfinger. Uh, now Bond is still captive. I think he's being observed by Odd Jobs. Yeah, he doesn't uh, get away. It's, it's, he's always next to him. And they 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 blow up the gate. They blow up the gate. How the hell did they open? Oh, right, the laser's back. The laser's back. Which is a cool moment, because like every time, I, God knows how many times I've seen this movie, but I always forget that they bring back the laser. I Clever. Look, yeah, and it comes out of like like the roof of the truck, so yeah. it's like raising out of the truck. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, so they get in there. They get in there. And uh, they Goldfinger open the shows up in the helicopter with... Uh, yeah. And I I never noticed that she... That's the outfit that she it's wears. Flying the, pussy. It's a really beautiful outfit. Like all white with the, it's the really gold, good. gold top. It's really good. But this is a great outfit. And it's only now that I realize when you you are first... She wears the... She has two outfits that are particularly, particularly the same. One's black, one's white. The only thing that keeps... it And one's purple. Yes, but I mean, our flying outfit. Because when she's in the plane and she's carrying Bond from uh, Switzerland to America, she has the black with the uh, gold blues. And when she's carrying Goldfinger, she uh, she when she she switches her alliance, you know, she's white. When she's she's a, become the angel. Yes. Oh, symbolism. Symbolism. Symbolism in a Bond film. <laughs> How dare they? Um, it's because I put. I really love that outfit. It's awesome. So they they carry the bomb. They put the uh, the the manacle bomb um, yeah, bomb to the bomb. To the nuclear bomb, yeah, Mister Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and then Felix and uh, the army show up. They close the vault. Bond is trapped with uh, Odd Job and I think his name Kish. is Kish. 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 <laughs> and uh, Kish wants to turn off the bomb, and he says something like. You can be a hero, not me. What do you mean hero? You're here to blow up a nuclear bomb. Who's being a hero? <laughs> yeah. I, I, one, one man's hero is another man's enemy, I, I suppose. Well, you have to think. that that's This is where I realized that, you know, our, our job is because um, Corey, he's, he's a red agent. Our job is, like I realized probably our job is not just there as a, uh, he's there to make sure that the operation like. The, Could be the, North Korean. Exactly, yeah. like the, the the bomb goes off and ruins the American gold supply. This is his mission. He's not there to serve Goldfinger because Goldfinger is gonna. If the I bomb never really well, thought of it that way, it's the first time I ever did. Our job is not working necessarily. He's working with the Goldfinger, not for Goldfinger. It would make sense. I don't know if we're reading more than we have to, but probably, it would make sense, though. Probably, but still, I, I, mm. I think it makes the, mo the movie It cooler. would work as an in-world uh, explanation for his Bond Expansion Volume 1. Bond Expansion Volume 1. <laughs> the Agents of Spectre. That's all I have to say. Bond and Ajab. And Ajab is like the... Were there other like an, an indestructible henchmen in movies before? Because even Red Grant, Red Grant is not indestructible. Like, Red Grant will bleed. Well, but Oddjob is like smiling, gets punched with a gold bar, and it's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, then, so what we had uh, uh, scandal clad ladies in the title sequence, trick proper cue scene, tricked out car, uh, retarded plot, uh, a funny name for a Bond girl, and and the indestructible henchman. It's, like, it's all, all the here, but, yeah, yeah. 
they all debut here. Yeah, and it's it, it is, it's it's a fun sequence when they fight. He, at one point, he throws his hat to Bon Bon, manages to dodge it, picks it up, and looks like he like. And that's the first time Al Jumps like gets yeah. nervous. Yeah, they are eyeing each other, and eventually. Bond throws the hat, misses, or, or does he miss in purpose? Is he really thinking that? I don't think he's thinking that long term. He just improvised the uh, the, yeah. the electrician because yeah. he's he's lucky because that the fight continues for a little bit. An odd job. Wait, what? No, I'm sorry. I, no, I'm getting I'm getting the sequence mixed up. No, I'm thinking I'm thinking of when Bond is tossed and sort of slides near the cage but that's already happened mm -hmm. he picks up the hat throws it it gets caught between the bars Ajab goes to get it and since the cable the electric cable has been cut the electrical current and the, i guess the steel in the hat <laughs> probably burned himself pretty bad when you call barbecue korean <laughs> 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 A little bit of kimchi for that, you. That's a good one. That's staying in. Uh, and then the bomb, uh, bomb, bomb takes the gold bricks, breaks open the, the bomb, and he's looking at it. It's like, <laughs> oh, the, I love that scene when he, he actually opens it. Like, oh, yes, 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 turn off the bomb. He opens it, and there's this brief shot of him like, what the, what? <laughs> like, how and do he's I do this? Like, trying to stop. The, okay, I, I don't know how to stop this. Eventually. Like the like counter keeps going down, down, down. Look, okay, it's, it's it's gonna blow up in my face. And like he's about to like pull on some cables, and one of the uh, engineers uh, like just stops his hand, boop. turns off the knob, turns yeah. the knob, just boop, flicks what it kept off. You? <laughs> True, more clicks and. The Where's your butler friend? Well, he blew a fuse. <laughs> Probably should have said, "Wow, well, Korean barbecue." <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my god that's that's oh enough. you know what oh this i didn't notice this for the first time last night I, it was a, a few viewings ago that i know this one goldfinger has a golden gun oh yes i noticed <laughs> that he's is the original man with I the golden know. so uh, it's off to uh, washington for lunch with the president because of course you would do that for like one british secret service agent um but little does bond know oh and you're lucky for bond he has a liquor for a tree, <laughs> and I, I love the, Who are the uh, other two. The ad oh, for uh, Jim Bean from uh, probably around that era of Connery uh, trying to sell us some Jim Jim Bean. Uh, I think it's uh, it's whiskey. The taste is distinctive. The man is Sean Connery. The bourbon is Jim Bean. <laughs> Liquor for three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so surprise, surprise! Guess who's not dead? Uh, Gold finger. finger! I n needed to do that at least once. No worries. That's true. We didn't do it at all. Uh, so, um, but he doesn't last very long. There's a struggle. Uh, she, where, where's pussy? I'll deal with her later. So there's a struggle, and in the struggle, the uh, at the control what she ought to be, and then that's when he. Yes. So the struggle, shot, fi shots fired. And of course, the the depressurization of the fuse. Whoa! <laughs> yep. So well, they sort of they they, they flip flop from the book. Is in the book, it's odd job that gets yeah. sucked out like toothpaste. Uh, in this case, it's it's a uh, Goldfinger. And it's not like toothpaste because uh, honestly, I kind of wish they did <laughs> the alien resurrection. <laughs> but I would that would have been technically impossible in 1964 and a little bit too gross yeah, for R-rated James Bond yeah movie. but eventually I, I hope they, they can recycle re redo that scene 
a bit more grotesque. Well, oh, Bond twenty five. I just thought of it. Uh, the uh, well, I guess they'd have to do it with Odd Job, but assuming they get as far as Goldfinger with the uh, graphic novel adaptation, since they're already so grotesque to begin with. <gasps> oh my god, that would be beautiful, beautiful. Ugh. Favorite panel in the book. Oh, just yeah, like the intestines, oh, and, yeah. like, the little pieces of brain, like. So I can see it, picture it in my mind, like just blood pouring. So the plane is crashing because it's being depressurized. And we don't actually, we don't literally see Bond and, and Pussy. We just see it, think it. Yeah, on the radar at the at the airport. You see a little blip on the radar map. What, why would there be a blip for Bond and Pussy? That, like, was do, you know, do you want to know why? Just meeting the parachute? There's, uh, there, there's It's parachuting because it, it's cheaper to show a quick animation than to get a parachute with a dude no, you know I I, I, no, I I misspoke I, or I, I miss uh, I, I didn't I wasn't clear enough why why can they see them on the radar system in the parachute I'm guessing maybe there's a tracker in the parachute itself why 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 do they see them uh, it's movie magic <laughs> This guy Ham- it's Guy Hamilton. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> honestly, the you're, you're you're doing a, what I usually do and mm. like pick on details mm. that you know. Well, that's pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much how the movie ends. I mean, uh, this is no time to be rescued. <laughs> and Bond will be back. The next one, the next movie, the is end of Goldfinger, but James Bond will return in Thunderball. Technically, because not us, but. <laughs> So um, I'll go as quickly as humanly possible through the year 1964. <clears throat> January 11th, United States Ger- uh, Surgeon General Luther Terry reports that smoking may be hazardous to one's health. It's the first statement, 1964. You can save your life, this cigarette. <laughs> uh, February 1st, the Beatles vault to the number one spot on U.S. singles charts for the first time with I Want to Hold Your End, starting the British invasion of the United States. Um, on February 9th, they appear on the Ad 7 show. Uh, February 25th, Cassius Clay beats Sonny Liston in Miami Beach, Miami Beach uh, Florida, and becomes the heavyweight uh, champion, champion of the world. And in, on March 6th, he changes his name to Mohammed Ali. And he died uh, last year, I think. A uh, couple years ago. I think he... Oh, it might have been last year. Last year, I think. Last summer, I think. Uh, March, uh, uh, March 15th. And then... I, I, I'm puzzled by that. But Richard Burton and Elizabeth T- Taylor married for the first time in Montreal. Oh, really? Yeah, I need, I'll need to research that because it just... Whoa. Um, Merv Griffin's uh, game show Jeopardy premieres on NBC on March 30th. Holy smokes. That knows that all. Hmm? Yeah, and then neither did I. Uh, Sidney Poitier is the first Afri- African-American to win an Academy Award for Best Actor on April 13th. Not for In the Heat of the Night or uh, Look Who's Coming to Dinner. Uh, Lilies of the Field. Oh, neither. Neither. Uh, the Rolling Stones debuted their first album, The Rolling Stones, on April 16th. Um, uh, oh, uh, April 17th, Ford Mustang's first Mustang officially unveils uh, well, Ford officially unveils the Ford Mustang. <laughs> uh, um, the final Looney Tune, Senorella and the Glass Warache, is released. Uh, in <laughs> and the Glass what? Uh, Warache, I think it's a, a Spanish word uh, that I, I can't pronounce. Um, and uh, Jack Warner closes the cartoon division of Warner Brothers. Uh, August 27th, well, uh, uh, Mary Poppins has its world premiere. 
Uh, oh, the uh, December uh, 6, 1964, the, uh, uh, the, it's the premiere of the animated uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, really? Yep. Nice. Uh, December 10th, uh, Martin Luther King is awarded the Nobel Prize. And December 21st, 1964, uh, Goldfinger comes out. Came out at the end of the year 1964. And now we're stuck with Star Wars films yeah. at Christmas. Uh, the good old days when it was Bond. Thunderball was coming out the next, uh, next uh, Christmas. Uh, Christmas 1965. Um, then we have Burt's. Um, <laughs> this is a good one. Uh, uh, January 7th. I, he could be a Bond villain. Nicolas Cage. No. No, it would be... Bond, why are you trying to stop my plan? That's exactly... Or actually, no, that's one of many reasons why I wouldn't want him as a Bond. I wouldn't want him. I've never been a big, big Nick, Nick Cage guy. Yeah. Um, January 17th, Michelle Obama, uh, born April 7th, Russell Crowe. May 26th, Lenny Kravitz. Cool. Uh, and when we have uh, uh, three uh, Bond alumni, we have uh, on July 20th... A threesome? Two of them I wish I could... Um, <laughs> And not the next one. Uh, July 20th, uh, Chris Cornell, the late Chris Cornell was born. Uh, September 30th, Makani Bellucci was born. And Well, hold on. I got to catch my breath. Okay, you can go. Okay, you're, you're going to lose your breath again. Femke Jensen, born on me? November 5th of the November 1964. Oh, that's like Bon Holy Grail right there. Yeah. Holy smokes. Chris Cornell, Monica Bellucci, and Femke Jensen. Jeez yeah, a couple ladies. like a month uh, months apart. Wow. It's a good... It's, I mean, it's that is a good year. That is a Femke Jensen has my heart. You got Goldfinger and those three people born that is that is a vintage year i put i put yeah. lenny kravitz because i kind of like him and i like I, him i i could see him doing a bond song there's a few, i can too actually like, there's a few of his songs i mean uh, he could definitely yeah i agree oh. they, they need to use like cl classic acts like him like some You're not garbage like adele <laughs> um final thoughts I, I love it. I've always loved it. I, I think it, it moves along uh, like a Swiss watch. Uh, it's very funny. Uh, there is a change in the tone, mm. as we discussed throughout the episode. I don't really mind this change in tone. You don't want your James Bond movies to be exactly alike. You know, it's always. every time I say, oh, every Bond movie film's the same. Well, they are, but they aren't. You know, it's like uh, a Coca Cola. Coke cherry, uh, Coke lime. This is like vanilla. Fanta. <laughs> now Fanta is. Uh, well, Fanta, you well, golden eyes Fanta. <laughs> it's like Coke reborn. Yeah, <laughs> Coke Zero. Uh, so it's now, Coke Zero is like, what is Coke Zero? It's Quantum of Solace. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I I I think it's it's a great fun. I I love Honor Blackman. I love. Mm. Uh, what can I say? You know, I'm not gonna beat around. I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I love pussy. Uh, your thoughts? I love pussy. Come on, man! Please, a little bit of decency <laughs> on this podcast. At least I was talking about what the people. I, I, know I was talking. And about. I love honor black men. <laughs> oh, so you love both? You're trying to like have your cake and eat it too. Um, I really, I really, but I've been struggling with this movie um, since I saw it in theaters. I'll be honest with you. I, I used to, it used to be one of my favorites. It's still 
one of my favorites, but it shows its age. It's some wonky special effects it, here or there. I mean, it's but I, I mean, it's, the, it's too much. It, it's so it's 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 uh, people tend to put it so high on the list, and I mean, okay, but I mean, you have Casino Royale, you have Honor Majesty Secret Service, you have Spy Who Love Me, the Spy Who Love Me, love. you have Golden Eye. Skyfall. If, I if would argue Skyfall. Yeah, I would. Mm. I would accept. If you have to put it in the entire spectrum of Bond for modern modern audience, spectrum, <laughs> spectrum um, of uh, for modern audiences, I don't know if it's an essential because it's really interesting. I don't know if modern audiences would react positively to the film. Mm. So I, I would argue some of the social. I would, I would take your point and argue a little bit something a bit differently. I would argue if you are a fan of the franchise and you and you want to do a little bit of homework and find out the things you love and know, but oh, you yeah. know where did they come from? I said it's homework. And you're a little bit of you're a little bit open minded and you don't want mind watching an older one. Absolutely, watch Goldfinger. Absolutely. Because this is where it all came from. As yeah. much as I love Dr. No, and we gave Dr. No a glowing review, as much as I love From Usher With Love, which I've said is my favorite film of all time, you know, Goldfinger is, 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 is a lot of fun. It's just a ton of fun. You know, I don't own all the, uh, the, the movies digitally, uh, but this is one of the few, uh, the few ones that, that I got digitally. I, I have it on my cell phone currently. So I, obviously I love it. It's just, it depends on people's personal taste if you're able to watch older movies you probably have seen this one but if, uh, if you're forgiving of sexual assault you can watch this one well i wouldn't say forgiving but if you're understanding of uh, social right. uh different mores yeah social mores of the time it, it, it's it's not uh, it's, it's it's a good movie it's a good movie it has all the classic elements I'm just concerned about a modern uh, viewer watching a movie that was made over 50 years ago uh, with all of its flaws. It's The flaws are more evident because of people are more used to those types of movies. But if you want to see where all your like popcorn entertainment comes from, this is probably uh, the initial like big popcorn. It's Blockbuster Prime. Yeah, block, well said, Blockbuster Prime. Well, there we have it. This closes the chapter on Goldfinger. We had a lot of fun on this one. The listeners can also have a lot of fun because we're active on social media platforms. Uh, many of them, for that matter. Yes. I'm about to tell you what those platforms are. There is our Twitter account, at The Bond Complex. We have a Facebook page. Please search for The James Bond Complex. If you enjoy stunning photography, we have an Instagram account, at the James Bond Complex as well. There's our official website, www.thejamesbondcomplex.com. You can always take a quick look at us at our home base of operations, our friends at Anchor. And we are on Google Play. So if you're a, a Google person, you may find us at Google Play. If you're an Apple person, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, please subscribe and uh, rate. Give us five gold stars. Uh, I'm on Twitter at double O pop. That's the word double underscore O H underscore pop. Matthew. Matt Claire. Just as James Bond always returns, so too will the James Bond complex in James Bond's Monopoly quote. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm about to find out uh, in a few minutes. We, we, we had to invent a name and that's a temporary name. Um, but uh, you'll find... <laughs> find out next week. Um, uh, but... but <laughs> We'll keep that for next week. Uh, 
Bye Merci, bye. bonsoir, puis euh, moi, euh, je comprends plus rien ici. <rire> Ciao! Pussy, 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 pussy